96th episode of The Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom, media, and technology from Recon Analytics. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me as always is Roger Antner. How are you doing, Roger? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So I thought today we could do a little bit of a preview of what we're seeing in terms of Q2 earnings coming up. Verizon and AT&T are going to be reporting on the 21st and the 22nd. T-Mobile usually reports a, a week or two after that. What do you say about giving a little bit of a preview in terms of what we're hearing and, and what we think we might see uh, when they do release? Well, what can I say? The, the, the past is prologue, right? One of the things in, in, in the wireless industry and both in, and, and also in the, in the telecom overall industry is that there's a tremendous amount of inertia and things don't change unless something changes significantly. And nothing has changed. So I think the second quarter will play out very much like the first quarter. T-Mobile should be strong. AT&T should be strong. I think AT&T will probably beat T-Mobile on phones and T-Mobile will probably lead on total devices because of they're pushing out connected devices. And, and I think Verizon will have a, a really difficult quarter again. You know, it's pretty well known that their store traffic is very light. So, you know, if things go really poorly, they, they might have a second negative quarter in a, in a row, which would be quite unprecedented. I don't remember Verizon losing two quarters in a row, but, you know, who knows? Well, I mean, I think, yeah, we'll, we'll see. But what we've heard seems to indicate that they're a little bit light this quarter. And to your point, I think, you know, in terms of new developments, there are a couple new pricing moves that are out there, right? So Mint Mobile released a new plan. We see they they typically, you know, show up in the kind of lower end of prepaid when we do our research fairly prominently. Uh, but they dropped their unlimited plan from $30 to $15, which is quite aggressive, I think. should be interesting to see what happens there as well. Yeah, and, you know, I think, and they're ubiquitous on TV, which with the Ryan Reynolds ads. So, and when you look at the ads, you know, previously in my in my life, I did uh, effectiveness measurement for for ads, for television advertising. and his ads have like all the hallmarks of very memorable, very good ads. And people remember what they, what they say, because it's always Ryan Reynolds with somebody else. Right. So Ryan, Ryan is the spokesperson, which makes it really easy to remember. Then it's some kind of funny story. People like funny stories. It's usually one message, right? Do this, you know, $15 or or this and that. And, and it's like pretty consistent, and that's all you need in an ad. Uh, be memorable, and and it doesn't talk down anybody else, at least not too badly. And so these ads are working very well, and yeah, we see it in our numbers that you know they show up in consideration mixes where they previously did not show up, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and it also doesn't hurt that it's one of the cheapest ways you can get unlimited service, right? 
Yes, absolutely. And what, what also helps greatly is that, yeah, people go for speed and people go for low price, right? And they're delivering on both. And our research shows that the, the customers that Mint Mobile have are razor focused on those two parts, right? And they're delivering. So a couple other things I think that are going to happen in Q2 that we should see come through in the numbers soon, or actually, I guess it'll happen at the end of Q2, is that the UMTSD commission at T-Mobile, right, is going to, it's going to start. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about that. Can you explain what's happening with T-Mobile in terms of decommissioning the network and what should we expect to see vis-a-vis that? Well, just like, for example, AT&T before them, they are shutting down their 3G network because they need that spectrum for 5G. And that's a good thing, right? But, you know, they will they will cut off, you know, several hundred thousand phones and even more connected devices. So it will be very interesting which route they will go. AT&T last quarter took a, a reduction of connections at the beginning of the quarter. So they didn't include them in churn. We'll see what what, what T-Mobile will do if it, if it will follow AT&T's lead of, of making it like an organic decision or if they actually say like, okay, these are customers we lost and therefore our churn is now this many percent, right? Instead of 1.1. Well, I mean, I think we probably know what they're going to do, right? If, if, if AT&T was able to do it and get away with it, I think T-Mobile probably will too. But it's a significant amount of customers, right? I mean, it's like seven or 800,000 customers that they said are on their UMTS service, right? So it's not an insignificant amount. No, but if their churn of their underlying base, of their, their non-3G underlying base is going down, they probably will make the decision to do it at the beginning of the quarter and not impact churn with it and say like, oh, look, we're doing great churn. If their underlying base churn is going up, which is quite possible because of of Sprint, right? Right. They might just pop it in and say like, oh, look, you can't make this number comparable because we put these numbers in. Look, we're honest people because they actually disconnect. And so don't worry about the underlying numbers, right? So they can play both ways. As Valdic, the CFO at, at T-Mobile, has said that they think that they're past the hump in terms of the sprint churn, the highest number of sprint churners already, or, or highest churn off a of sprint. So I think it, to some extent, it depends on whether or not he has to eat his words or not, right? If, if they are really past that, then then maybe they they put it at the but beginning. that way he can cover it up. And he right. can say, oh, we're not breaking this out, right? Right. Right. Although they have, they have also said, you know, that if Sprint customers and Magenta, you know, the kind of the the prior to prior to Sprint T-Mobile people, that their turn was driven by Sprint. Yeah, and like, oh, if we have, if we would have only not bought them, then we would have been so much better. Well, you know, you you lie in the bed that you that you make for yourself, right? They they decided to buy them, right? Uh, well, and with with that purchase, right, they got a lot of mid band spectrum, and mid band is really what's what's fueling 
FWA. So let's talk a little bit about FWA as well. So fixed wireless access using you know, wireless signals to, to power your home broadband. This is something both T-Mobile and Verizon have been selling for about a year now, marketing for, fairly aggressively, or you know, Verizon for about half a year, I should say. One of the things that we see is the folks that do get this service. So instead of you know having somebody come to your house and drill a hole in the side of your wall, like you would need for a cable or a fiber connection, you just kind of plug a box in and then it, it works, right? So we see a lot of folks that are getting this. They're happy with very it. happy, right? They're very happy with it. And I think to some extent, there's a little bit of a honeymoon, right? So whenever you buy a new product and you're probably more happy with it than you are three or four years later down the road. But, you know, it's comparable service without as much of a hassle. And we show, you know, our net promoter score for folks that have FWA are, are quite high. Yeah, and but partially because, you know, of what they had before might not have been perfect. And the FWA providers also, what they've done is a, a pretty radical simplification move, right? Mm-hmm. It's like one price plan, one device at a time, right? Now they have two multiple devices, and we can see actually the differences in the in the devices and the happiness. But like one of the interesting things is like the people who have the millimeter wave from Verizon have lower billing satisfaction than than the other guys because they have multiple builds, right? Multiple rate plans. So it's a very interesting thing that we're seeing there. But yeah, for for the, the usage pattern of today, FWA makes people pretty happy, which is a huge threat to everybody else, right? Because where does this end, right? Fiber, cable, they're all faster than FWA. And the people are like, but I'm still happy. But I mean, if you think about it, you know, you can get, particularly if you bundle on, on both T-Mobile or, or on Verizon, you can get FWA for twenty five bucks, right? So I, I challenge you to find a connection that's can go up two or three hundred megabits in ideal circumstances for twenty five bucks, right? Well, if you have ACP, you can get three hundred megabits from AT and T, from I think also from Verizon Fios. You can get that for for the thirty dollar ACP plan, so it's actually free, right? Yeah. Yeah. If if they if they serve your household, but there is the commitment from every telco and cable company to offer a, a plan where you can apply the thirty dollar ACP dollar, uh, stuff, and so you can have it for free. I'm not sure if you can do that with T-Mobile because I thought you could only do ACP with T-Mobile at at Metro, not at the main plan, but you can do this with FWA, with Verizon, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the other thing that's interesting that we see in the FWA numbers is, you know, Verizon is deploying FWA primarily on their CBN spectrum, which is active in, you know, the top 46 markets in the U.S., and so they have a smaller addressable market right now relative to T-Mobile, who's got, you know, their 2.5 gigahertz spectrum nationwide. And consequently, what we see in terms of the FWA numbers coming in our side is it's roughly a two-to-one ratio in terms of respondents that we verify have FWA. I'll be really interested to see 
what the numbers come up with this quarter uh, or Q2, my guess is that it's going to be pretty close to two to one ratio between Verizon and T-Mobile. Yeah, and it will be, yeah, for Verizon, the, the bright spots will be business. Mm-hmm. Sampath should do very well in his inaugural quarter. The FWA numbers should be really strong, and then there should be a lot of tears. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on it, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Roger. Thank you. Thank you.